Welcome everyone to the Pantheon of M. I am your host, Ray, and today we're looking at Season 2, the final episodes of Cloak and Dagger. Uh, this really was the swan song of the series, but this series ended off, I would say, on a really good note. Um, this is very reminiscent to uh, Chihodera Coker's series, Luke Cage. He was a showrunner for that series. Uh, the show makes reference to Luke Cage at one point, and its showrunner, uh, Joe Batosky, takes a lot of notes, I think, of what Coker did in his series. Uh, primarily, we take a look at loose threads in the series. Uh, a lot of storylines that existed in uh, Season 1 gets carried over into Season 2 and gets concluded. Uh, there were things that were not were insignificant, and there were things that are very important. Uh, for example, Mina Hess, played by Ali Mack, she is a, or one of the uh, leaders of Roxxon. She's an environmentalist. These birds called shoreline birds. They are indigenous to New Orleans, I believe, and they're... Um, almost extinct and she brings this attention to uh, Tandy in one of the episodes in season one it's a very insignificant storyline it's just it displays the idea she's an environmentalist and she cares about her environment uh, it is brought back in episode six of this season uh, when Tandy is looking to get donations for the shoreline birds in this one and this is part of a hallucinatory uh, sequence and another one that actually is important to the series is that in season one Tandy began the series as an addict. Uh, she stole, she did some um, questionable things. As the show developed, she developed her powers and she was able to control her powers. One of the things she did was, uh, was able to touch a human being and see their hopes and dreams. And in the process, she learned how to steal their hopes and dreams. And as a result, one of the main themes of the final episodes is that in the absence of hope, there is despair. It is the villain of the series. And uh, it comes across and it shows you the consequences of her actions. So uh, similar to that of Luke Cage where you see all the consequences of what Shades did and, and what Tandy's done, it plays back and comes uh, full ahead in the series. And that's what I think is brilliant about uh, the show. If if I had to tell you why you should watch it now, is that it's relevant uh, in the lens of 2020. The show came out in, I think, two and a half years ago, and it was during the heightened or at the beginning stages of the Me Too movement. And it was representation, it was a cross-section of women's rights. This show uh, displays the idea of women in the workplace, uh, talks about women's rights, sexual abuse, uh, a dysfunctional family with abuse, even talks heavily, heavily, heavily on sex trafficking. Women who, without hope, is there is despair, who have no homes, who no one's looking for these girls, and they end up on the street. So they had, they did a lot of research, and a lot of care was taken to make sure the stories were very representative of what was going on uh, in present time. And it is a cross-section of, of really strong social issues, especially of minorities, uh, even though it takes place in New Orleans, but it's just the idea of what we're going through now with the concept of white privilege and uh, understanding that there is a judicious system, uh, cops who take advantage of that, and who and the fear that we as minorities do experience. And this series really tackles those stories. Uh, it makes it centric around Tanny's character for most part, her position of privilege, uh, coming from a family, her father, Nathan, who was um, the, the head of uh, the department for Roxxon, an oil company, so he came from a place of power. It deals with the one percenters, it deals with being white, understanding that you are of white privilege, and how, how does one um, own it, 
and do the right thing. And it looks at those who are what oh, have white privilege and take abuse of that and the consequences of those actions and how it affects those who are minority, which is like uh, Tyrone, for example, and how that affects the families and how that affects the neighborhood and how that affects the community as a whole. So it really tackles those issues and shows you both sides of the spectrum, uh, both in multiple sequences and storylines and almost like a Christopher Nolan's Inception type um, states of realities and then or of course in the actual storytelling itself. Uh, I, I would recommend this in the sense that this show really gets to the heartstrings of what goes on in today's society. It's a beautiful cross-section. It's showrunner uh, Joe Podosky. He written and directed uh, the seventh episode, which dealt heavily with sex trafficking, and he did a lot of research talking to uh, the people in the industry, uh, counselors, uh, women who've, who've gone through um, shelters. And, and this is a really strong dramatic series uh, it's disguised as uh, the vehicle of a superhero show but it really is a very uh, strong social commentary on various topics and it is relevant to today which is just ironic because it's three years removed uh, from the last episode since when it last aired so uh, with that I'm going too long but I do want to recommend that this is a wonderful show uh, insight to what is going on in today's world this is kind of like a small window so with that I'm gonna go to my partner Evie let us hear his thoughts of the final episodes of Cloak and Dagger. Now, this is more of an action-packed, whereas the first one was more uh, just dramatic beats. Well, this one has dramatic beats, too. Like, don't get me wrong. This is really heavy with some serious issues uh, uh, in terms of what it attacks, in terms of themes. But uh, what are your overall thoughts of uh, part two of uh, Cloak and Dagger? It's very cerebral, a lot going on. Mm -hmm. Gotta um, just pay attention or yeah. else nothing will make sense. No, you have to keep track of how this season progressed to understand yeah. where you are. So, like, if you jump into it, uh, it doesn't really benefit you in any way. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, is there any is there any particular episode that stands out for you as a favorite, or just a more of a dramatic piece, or just overall, like, just in general? Him going back and forth and the visions. Um, yeah, you know, with a lot of there's a lot of violence in it too. Or some, or a lot more than the first. Yeah, this one was. Um, this one is where I'd say this. Is, I changed the rating. If it was a PG thirteen, I'd go to like a, whatever the next rating is higher, because oh, of the theme, because of what you what you're seeing. Like like, um, I think I think it's B side or something like that. Is when you're which is in the ambulance and being right. taken, and because you they have this whole dream sequence that's been playing out for the for a big chunk of the middle section of it. Mm. It's just like taking away one's hope and then going through a dark path and then and then you know to despair. Yeah, uh, this is about. Well, that's what the this villain is. Uh, it's actually he's. I, I think he's based on an actual comic book character called Despair. Believe it or not, in the comic book, uh, he's from the Legion of Fear. It's called. It's a Spider-Man villain. He's like a succubus, but he drains, lives, he feeds off the uh, despair and uh, the negative emotions of one person, and and thrives on that. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's uh, the character looks different in the comic books. It looks a different visual. Like they make it a three, more fleshed out like character in in the series. Um, and of course, mayhem comes back more so in, in the final half of the film and the series. Okay. Uh, so uh, overall thoughts. Um, lots going on. Pay attention. Mm -hmm. Very good. Um, you know, it has kind of morals to like know uh, who your friends are. You need wisdom to be wise or else mm -hmm. people take advantage of you. You know, uh, not everybody's bad. A whole bunch of 
stuff and that deals with with that guy who you were talking about what's his name like his uh the despair that's the character's name yeah 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 but the whole thing with i guess joseph campbell who's a psychologist that's right uh, he's an american professor he does he does like like the idea of the hero's journey uh myths and um you know the, the thought like, just yeah basically dream interpretation and stuff like that yeah exactly yeah blows your mind or blew my mind definitely mm -hmm. no it's it's cool though it's a good series good yeah series. no yeah absolutely i i think it's uh it's surprising because it's it's it takes a kind of uh, i'd say a scholarly approach to drama whereas it makes you think of what you're seeing um you know even though it has harsh uh, undertones like prostitution yeah. drugs um there's there's different things in it um, you know, and uh, abuse. Of course, we talked about abuse last week, but like it has has this has more themes that yep. you would agree with them. Um, and it's 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 real world um, issues For sure. that exist, and it's and it shows the darker side of humanity. If that's You're uh, right, well said. Uh, that I that that I didn't think uh, a show could do. And it almost entertaining. That's kind of that's kind of belittling belittling it but i thought it, it just handles the topics tastefully and yeah. but it really gives you uh something to think about like once it's said and done like it's it's really good i think it's really good for parents to have a discussion with your with children oh, after sure. the fact um i think like when i saw this i was watching with my mother believe it or not and we had a we had a full discussion on like you know like kids nowadays in school oh. uh going on in the world today uh, especially not necessarily in the in the world that we live in today which is more um you know like frenzy uh sure. but like at any at any stage in one's life there are these uh issues that exist and uh i thought it was really it is it handles it really well but giving it a superhero story and a lot more action as you were saying you know okay. and i thank goodness because i was i was missing the action i wanted more action and, and i mm. and you do get it uh, from one to ten, I'm gonna give this like a nine. I thought this was uh, it starts off slow the second half, but then yeah. it really kicks into the full gear like when it gets to the final two episodes or two yeah. and a half episodes. Definitely, yeah, I'd give it like a, yeah, I'd give it a nine for sure. Maybe nine point four. I really mm -hmm. liked it, you know. Yeah, uh, how how do you think of the ending? Like, because uh, it, it leaves you wanting more. That, that was my was my impression of it a little bit. Uh, but what's your thoughts of the of the the closeout? Well, I kind of yeah, um, it was a great ending. Um, I liked it, but I wish there was more. Mm -hmm. Okay, know. right. That's all. Yeah, I won't. Um, but yeah, I did like the series as a whole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, and I want more. But anyway. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, let's let's get to the part of the show, the series where we, where we talk about like. Uh, Double features. I'll go with. I'll start first. Okay. Uh, my theme. This. This is for the entire series. Uh, it's reminded me of. Uh, uh, this is Pixar. Is it Pixar's? I think it's Pixar's. Inside Out. The animation. Right. Uh, this one because it deals with like if you lose all this emotions, there's a darkness. There's a section of that cartoon where it goes really dark, like to the right. point uh, where it's like I didn't think this was appropriate for children. It's kind of like. This is heavy. This is like really heavy themes. Yeah, it is. And this thing did the exact same thing. It it's like when you once you devoid of certain things, certain emotions, whatever, you go through a very dark a dark place. And, sure. and it and it has your ideas of hope, uh, joy, anger. It, it attacks all <laughs> those themes. And I thought, wow, this is on that same level. But it but rather than it being uh, like Riley, who's the character, 
perception of what it is, real, real life. Mm. What's your uh, double feature? Swamp Thing. I, you, I, uh, you have to explain why, though. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Swamp Thing, because yeah. of the monster. Well, like they were human, but then when the one comes out of the water mm-hmm. after you know um, change happens, you know, right. at first uh, the lady she was. Anyway, uh, well, oh, the, the yeah, the very happy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they change, so they go from the hero to the villain almost. Right. So yeah, so I would say say that you know it it starts you know like uh, very cool, but then one of the characters changes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say Swamp Thing. Okay, no, it's that's a really interesting uh, comparison. Like I, I never would have thought of that, but that's actually yeah, because it, it does take takes start. It gets birthed out of the swamp, right, or the yeah. body. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a really cool uh, look at it. Um, okay, anything else? I, I think no. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was good. Too bad. There's yeah. Anyway, I won't yeah. say anything. No, but you're right. It, it leaves you wanting. Like it really does make you want to see more. And uh, and because it's the last bit of the, what do you think of the character, like the the actors who play the characters of Candy and uh, and Tyrone? And by the way, if no, if no one picks up on this, at no point in this series are they referred as Cloak and Dagger, but as Ty, Tandy and Tyrone, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, it was interesting, eh? That if you put them both, uh, both their personalities, um, like together, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's a person right there, you know, good and bad, whether. But they both struggle, uh, uh, which is cool, you know. Struggling is fine, mm-hmm. um, but as long as as you come out on the other side, uh, which they could, based on both of their personalities coming together, right? Awesome, awesome, great, great series. Okay, well, on that note, we ask you to hit subscribe down below or give us thumbs up or four-star ratings, depending on if you're listening to us on the on our audio platforms. Um, and we're also asking to you as well, send us an email at pantheonofm at gmail.com as we're going to be doing reviewing phase three of the MCU movies uh, at the beginning of next year. Uh, but we want your emails. Give us your thoughts of any specific one uh, MCU Phase 3 movie, whether it's Spider-Man Homecoming or Far From Home, Doctor Strange, Endgame, Infinity War, uh, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther. We'll be reviewing individual movies uh, next start of next year, and we'll love to hear your thoughts. We'll be reading out your emails and giving you a, uh, definitely acknowledge me on the audio version of the podcast. Uh, we can't do it on the video on the YouTube channel. Not enough time to get through all, this, all those emails, but Definitely, uh, if you're listening to our audio segments, we'll be definitely uh, acknowledging you. Uh, send us, give us your name and where you're from. We'd love to give a shout out to you and uh, your ideas and your thoughts. Uh, it's just being part of the whole Pantheon family, just to get your involvement in the in the. Uh, so it's not just our voices; it's your voices too. And again, we do not want a single penny. This is not a Patreon. We just want. We love movies. We love talking about films, and we love to share our thoughts with you too. And this is a great way for us to uh, bring us out there and. and be uh, and talk about the things that we love, which is just films. Anyways, with that, um, on behalf of Evie and myself, I want to say thank you, and we will see you next week. Take care. Two. Did you have to rip it? You're literally a fashion emergency. 
city is full of monsters. This is a different breed. Louisiana is no stranger to sex trafficking. This is so messed up. Who's taking all those missing girls? I want to help. If I don't do it, who's going to do it? You've had your chance. It's my turn now. Who the hell are you? I'm the one who's going to find those missing girls. This is mayhem. What I'm capable of comes both ways. You need to be afraid for your life. But if you let those wounds become scars, you're going to look at yourself one day and not recognize what you see. Thank you.